0: Oh, praise the Lord, everybody. We welcome everyone to the River of Life Christian Center Sunday morning, uh, April 26, 2020. I believe this is week six or seven that we have been having to have services from behind the doors of our house. Uh, we are living in a season like has never been experienced before in the USA, or probably nowhere else. In World, and that experience is uh, a virus called coronavirus. So I refer to it as Vona that has uh, changed the way that we've been living. I guarantee you, God is up to something, and we're not going to be spending the rest of our days living as we are. But while we must do it, the Lord has blessed us that we live in such a time that we have all manner of technology. resources that enables us to still gather together. and So I'm excited this morning that we can gather together on Facebook Live, we can gather together on our free conference call line, and for those of you who would like that number, our free conference call number is 712-770-5044, and the access code is 77812. Um, we also want you to know that you can pick this message up on the pre-conference call after we are finished until 7.30 tomorrow night. The phone number is different, but you will be able to listen to today's message. And that number is 712-770-5051. The access code remains the same, 77812. Uh, so please feel free to pick up on it a- as you would like so that you're able to hear it. Um, also want you to know that uh, the message that we're sharing today with you will also be available on podcasts. That is Spotify podcast and also Anchor podcast. The Anchor podcast is um, Anchor. If you're going for it on your uh, laptop or your desktop, it is the Anchor uh, podcast app on your cell phone or your pad. It's also the Spotify app on your cell phone or your pad. Now, that's not limited. When you go to those resources, the, the message will always be there, so you can listen to it. And those messages as well. Um, I want you to to know that um, we, all of my wife is giving me a message here telling me something that I'm not getting. So tell me what you're saying because I can't see it. Bring them one, one, one camera. All right, family. I, I think give me just a moment because something has happened to Uh, Facebook live feed. Okay, now it's back. Man, technology is wonderful, but every now and then there will be a glitch. And to the glory of God, we always have a way of overcoming the glitch. So we bless God for uh, her being faithful with it. She writes me messages. I can't read them. Uh, So sometimes I'm just sitting here kind of winging just told me everything is great. Family, let me just um, mention to you also that uh, just as if we are in our regular services at the church, we do believe in bringing our tithes and offerings to the church, and because we're not gathered in the church where we normally be, it does not prevent us from bringing our tithes and offerings. So you're able to, to bring your tithe or to give an offering at Givlify That's G-I-V-E L I F Y. Givlify Or again, on your phone or on your pad, you're able to go to Givlify in your um, uh, your the store, the app store, and just type in and Search bar, when it comes up in the, in the, in the um, app store, you just see the word give. But when you touch on it, you see the entire word that says give. Whether you're on Facebook Live or on give. You must search our entire name because there are hundreds of River of Life churches. So you search the name River of Life. Christian Center, Upper Marlboro. And in addition to that, you will see our logo. Wherever you see that logo, that means that you have actually located us on Givlify and also on Facebook. Now, the way we're doing on Facebook is we're doing it live on my page within approximately of an hour after the broadcast. Switch it over so that you can also pick it up on the River of Life page. Now, as is our normal custom, I have several announcements that I want to share with you. After the announcements, we will get started with the teaching of the Word of God. Um, as I have stated every week, we ask you to please be praying for Sister Mary Mark. Mark is in the hospital. Um, uh, she's hanging in there, but as I've said to you, she's very, very sick. And she absolutely needs a move of God. She needs our prayer. God answers prayer. So we ask you to please pray for Mary. Her daughter, Vicki, who is her primary caregiver, and all of her children, um, Janita, um, Sharon, and Jermaine along with their grandchildren. Please keep them all in your prayers. Family, um, this has been a a very challenging uh, seven, eight, nine days for Pastor Joanne and myself because many of you have had family members who have come down with the coronavirus. Several of you have had members to pass away in the last week to week and a half from Coronavirus, and we've been very busy praying, and you've been busy, and I know many of you have broken hearts. And this morning, I simply want you to know that that our God is a God who is able to wrap His arms around you to encourage you and strengthen you. And we're so glad that you recognize that in the midst of your pain, there's no better place to be than in the presence where you can. Hear and be strengthened and encouraged by the word of God. Um, Pastor Joy and I had uh, multiple friends to God this past week because of coronavirus. The virus is serious, but the power of God is more serious. And, and, and He is able to bless, to heal, and to deliver. So please, whatever you do, continue to pray. I've given you multiple names in the past remember to pray for Gregory Downey. Pray for Alisa uh, Brown Campbell. Uh, Her uncle passed uh, on Friday, I believe it was, and her great uncle passed a day or two before that. So we ask you to remember Alisa and her family, um, and and remember uh, um, Sister Nicole, because she has lost Family mother, sister Nicole King. She recently lost two family members. Um, I'm not, I cannot possibly call everybody's name, but uh, I do want you to know this. At River of Life, we have intercessory prayer every morning from 7 a.m. until 8 a.m. On Friday morning, we have intercessory prayer from 6 a.m. until noon. Uh, Friday morning, we fast and pray from 6 a.m. until noon. So if you make sure you get us your prayer request, we will cover your prayer request each morning as well as on Friday. You want you to also know that we have Bible study and prayer every Monday evening at 7.30. We pray from 7.30 to 8.00. We teach the Bible from 8.00 to 8.30. Then from 8.30 to 9, we give you an opportunity to have your feedback. We do the exact same thing on Tuesday evening. The difference is I teach on Monday. Pastor Lester Hayes from Tallahassee is doing the Tuesday night teaching. So we're doing it on the free conference call line. So it's not live on Facebook, but you can pick it up on the free conference call line. So I, I ask you. Those things in mind. It's time for me to have some ginger, honey, and lemon. Excuse me for a moment. Amen. Amen. Well, I believe that covers all of our announcements. Let me ask if everyone on the pre-conference call um, please put your telephones on mute and they should remain on mute until we get the benediction. After the benediction, you can take your phone off of you and we will be delighted to hear from any of you that have any feedback that you would like to share. So please leave the phone on mute until after the benediction. We thank you so much for your cooperation. Family, God is good. And even in the midst of Conditions, our God is faithful and He is good. And so this morning, I believe God has given me another word that will bless and encourage you through this experience that we all are going through. And if you would, five years with me for a a word of prayer, then we're going to look at the word of God. Follow honor, we bless, we magnify you, God. For, Lord, you are the source of every good and perfect care. You are our source of hope and our source of health. And so this morning, God, as we prepare to share the teaching of your word, God, I look unto you, and I thank you for being my very present. I, I thank you, God, that, uh, as we go forward that you have a word that will be an enlightenment and an encouragement to your people. I yield to you now and ask you to simply come and take charge of everything that I do and say, God, my lips, my, my words, my heart, my spirit, and everything necessary so that as we go forth in the teaching today, that it will reach your people, bless and encourage their hearts. God, bless you, and we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So you may want to write down the title, and as we go along, I'm going to uh, share some other things that I believe you may want to make notes of, but if you have your Bibles with you this morning, I'm going to ask you to open them to the book of Numbers. That's the fourth book in the Bible. So just go to the front of the Bible, count back four books, and you will be at the book of Numbers. We're going to be in Numbers chapter 14, and the primary verses we're going to look at today are verses 7, 8, and 9. So I'm going to read those verses to you, and we're going to look at the word Numbers 14 and 7. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, a land which we pass through to search is an exceeding good land. Verse eight. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land cannot be. Verse nine. Only tell me not. And the Lord is with us. Hear them not. Amen. Amen. So the book that we want to share from this morning is Perspective Gained in the Wilderness. Let me say that again. Our thought for the day is perspective. In words. and in the wilderness. Uh, I, I guess the other part that goes along with that title is that wilderness is a part of life with everybody. What is the wilderness? A wilderness is a wild, and uncultivated region. It, it could be a forest or a desert. It's just a large, generally large area. In other words it's a it's a place you don't want to hang out in it's a place you don't want to live in. it's not a, a, a comfortable place it's very uh inhospitable hospitable to, uh wild beasts and, uh snakes and other things may occupy the world but it's not a place where you would normally go to hang out and and, and yet i want you to capture this and that is That the 14th chapter of the book of Numbers is a lesson packed with uh, all manner of benefits for you and me. I, I will call it a lesson packed chapter in the Bible. Numbers 14 is after God has delivered the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. It is after they've Lack of trust in God, their lack of obedience to God, because they were people who, when things did not seem to be going their way, they were murmurers and complainers. And they had seen and experienced many miracles that God had done for them, and yet they still had a hard time believing and trusting God. God. When you are attitude is it means that there is a spiritual bearing because we have allowed ourselves to attempt to have life without God some of us have also had it naturally. Whichever way your wilderness experience is, there is an opportunity for us to gain an incredible godly perspective while we are in the midst of the wilderness. Let me give you a little background on the wilderness that we're dealing with. Uh, in number 13, God has I want you to choose a leader from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And I want you to send them on a spy mission into the land of promise. This is the land that I'm promising to you and to my people. It's a land that is flowing with milk and honey. It's a land that has mobbed. Is the land that I, your God, am telling you is exceedingly favorable. However, I want you to send 12 spies from the tribe of Israel into the land. I want them to get a look at it. I want them to see what's in the land so that when it is time for you to occupy the land, you already have. understanding that Google uh, will send their cars with these uh, uh, big monitors on them virtually all over the world, and what they're doing is they're taking satellite pictures, they're mapping roads and back roads, and uh, they're taking pictures of houses and businesses, and you can go on to Google, uh, and through the satellite, with their GPS, find your way along to where you want to go. And many times, you can actually see the place that you want to go to before you see it because this is the manner in which Google has determined that they're going to, to give you a benefit of their incredible resources. Well, that's kind of like buying to where you want to go, but you also can look on Google and see it before you get there. Well, God told Moses, send those five, and I want them, they're going to be like a Google in their day, but these 12 are going to see what's in that line that's flowing with North and I. Somebody ought to say to yourself right now. Because uh, there is a reason that he wants them to go into this life. And sometimes the reason that God has for us is not as obvious. So there are occasions where God will allow us to experience some things so that we can learn more about us than we already know about us. Because some of us often believe that we are all of that and baggage so adversity comes or a challenge comes. And then we get rocked to our heels, up to the ground. We get wiped out. I didn't say God says, but I am saying God often permits it. So God is up to something when He says send these twelve spies into the Promised Land. Tell He knows the heart of. It. So rather than fight our way through, we look at the opposition and just say, I give. When God is really trying to cause us to recognize that with his help, there is nothing that we cannot overcome. So finally, it's not uncommon that God will often allow each of us to have a world. And the reason is to enhance. Let me say that again. He allows us to have a wilderness experience because he wants to enhance our growth and our perspective. Somebody say, Preacher, I felt that. Uh, The spies came back fearful, discouraged, stricken, complaining, and murmuring about what they had witnessed in the land that God had already said is the land flowing from the milk and honey. The land that God has already said is an exceedingly great land. Now, let me, let me slow down for a moment because. The the fruit of the land. And the fruit of the land was amazing. As a matter of fact, um, they saw some grapes that were so huge that that it took two men to to pull them off, put them over a stick, and they carried them on their shoulders between two men. It was huge. There were many other resources that they saw in. In other words, the land would be able to support their needs. However, let me give you the other side of what those ten folks saw. They also saw in the land fortified cities, large fortified cities. In other words, they saw that the people there were prepared so that if an invader came, they would have to fight there also were giants in the eyes of the spies. And some of the spies said that they were so huge that we looked like grasshoppers in their eyes, but also in our own eyes. That's perspective, y'all. They were giants, but they said we looked like giants to them, but we also I'm, I'm sorry, they said we look like grasshoppers but we also, in our own eyes, look like grasshoppers. What was their perspective? We're talking about perspective gained in the wilderness. And God told them, go buy the land because this is the land that I plan to give you. So from Numbers 13, let me just, I'm going to read a couple more verses to you because this is the majority I was brought back to Moses, and, and, and verse 27 of number 13 says this, it says, this was their report the Moses, this is the New Living Translation, it says, we entered the land you sent us to a and it is indeed a bounty. Example of the fruit. Then in verse twenty-eight it says, "But." And family, the truth is, all of us are too often filled with great big buts. Oh, let me let me, let me, let me, let me be careful. I'm talking. In verse 28 it says, But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anna. That was uh, Numbers 13 verses 27 and 28. Uh and in verse 29, it described where the people were living kinds of things that the people were doing. Uh, Absolutely the ma- majority report that was brought back to Moses by 10 of the 12 spies. And, and <clears throat> they saw it. <clears throat> they saw the fruit of the land, but they saw the opposition also. And they had a big breath. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. God has promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. Let's talk about that for a moment because when I read that, my mind went to a question. What does God mean by milk and honey? And and so, uh, you might want to make a note of this. Milk is a metaphor for the type of knowledge that nurtures you. Honey watching this baby, sending all the milk alone. So the baby is growing from 7 pounds to 8 pounds to 10 pounds to 12 pounds. And by and by, they began to get little bit of food, but it was milk that they were nurtured by. When they were nursing at mom's trust, they were being nurtured by the most pleasant feeling, the kind of feelings that you have when you are and happy. So the land of milk and honey is a metaphor for an experienced reality where it is good for you and where it tastes good to you. I, I hope you caught that because this is what God was saying, the land that I'm going to take it's going to be a land that will supply everything you need to grow. It'll be a land that will supply all of your needs. It will be a land that will be good to you, but also good for you. So this brings us to our text for the day. Numbers 14, verses 79. And this, after listening to the majority. Uh, only two of the twelve people that saw the land were able to see beyond the giant and the fortified city. They were able to see the the, the land that was flowing with milk and honey, and not be distracted by what. Joshua and Caleb, we all have heard their names before. And, and, and uh, as they brought the minority report to Moses, it was a different perspective and interpretation of the very same facts that have been reported by the majority before. In other words, saying about everything the same, but have a different perspective of what It it, it changed the manner in which they gave their report. uh, It was the view that they had that enabled them while they were buying the land and giving their report to remember that God did not send them in the land to become frightened by the fortified cities or the giants. He wanted them to see that it was. So when they got there, began to give their report, I, I, I could almost imagine this would be a little uh, a ways after that experience, but I, I was reminded of Romans 8.31, 31 said, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I believe that's the common kind of mentality that Jacob and Caleb, I'm sorry, Joshua and of these brothers, Numbers 14 and 7, and they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, in other words, that Moses is the whole tribe of Israel, That the land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land, remember God had said that this would be an exceeding good land, well, they followed from that expression, because their perspective of the wilderness was different from the other ten. They said it's an exceeding good land. Actually, Joshua and Caleb were flabbergasted and even frustrated as they listened to the majority before, because as they considered what they found, it, it didn't look like what they just heard described. They saw something entirely different. Their perspective was God's perspective. And so the first point that I want you to gather from this morning is this. When we are in the wilderness, and that wilderness would be sick, that wilderness, there are some folks right now, you have not worked in six weeks and don't have a paycheck. There are some folks who began to feel a little funny, and the first thought that came to your mind is, I might have the coronavirus. There are some folks who have lost family members to the coronavirus or other experiences while in the midst of this crazy thing that we're going through. And that's wilderness, y'all. There are some folks who look in your refrigerator or your cupboard and it's starting to get empty. There there are some other folks who are, are not used to being in your house with your family members. Uh, as long as you have been home. And you're you're wondering how you're going to get through it. You're almost at each other's throat. And you're wondering if you want to survive. Will your marriage survive? Will your family survive? That's the wilderness, y'all. But in the midst of the wilderness, God wants us to gain a new perspective about the wilderness. So the first one, in order to gain about the world, we must include God in our interpretation of the facts. Did you hear what I said? The majority report talked about the opposition, the difficulties, the giants that they saw. Yeah, they saw the good stuff, but it was hard for them to focus on the good stuff because the problem that they saw looked too big them to overcome. They didn't have to fight it because of the giants in the land. But that's because they forgot to include God in their interpretation of what they saw. Joshua and Caleb saw the same facts, but included God in their interpretation of those facts. Numbers 14 way of thinking. This is a minority report. Only two people out of 12 were able to see this. But this is what God wants all of us to see. He's trying to change our perspective in the midst of our hardship. Trying to change our attitude about the hardship that we are experiencing. This is what he wants us to see. He wants us to know that if God before us more than the whole world. He's more than the fortified city. He's more than the giant in the land. He's more than the public that seemingly is beginning to run low. He's more than all of the adversity that we're confronted with. So Numbers 14 and 8, it says, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land. And give it to us a land that flows with milk and honey. So that brings us to our second point. The ten other analyzed what they saw through everyone else's interpretation. They forgot that they were not spying the land on their own. They they, they forgot that they wanted an assignment from God. So they needed to remember that. the upon God will change them from seeing themselves as grasshoppers to seeing themselves, and this is the point. When you see yourself as God sees you, you will see yourself as victorious with God's own. That's the second point. I know it looks bad. I know it feels bad. I know it feels like you got blinded on. I know you don't. How are you going to make it? I know you've been crying, praying, and crying. I know you've probably been tossing and turning all night. I know you've been twisting. I I know you've been hearing the news reports. In fact, you probably have had the TV on too much. And now enough of reading the word of God, no wonder you're seeing the circumstance through the eyes of everybody else and have lost perspective that you can get victory with God's help. In in other words, when you've got the help of God, no matter what else is in the land, you will be able to remember that that is the land of promise. And God said it is an exceedingly great land, a land flowing with milk and wine. What just happened? To that perspective, it changes how you see. It changes how you think. It changes how you feel. It changes your approach to the hardship that you are experiencing. And it goes from being defined as a hardship to being defined as a challenge. What's the difference, preacher? Well, the difference is this. Too often, if we call it a hardship, of us, we began to think that we're not enough for it. But when we think of it as a challenge, we know that we got help. And that helper is able to give us what we need so that we can overcome the challenge that is before us. Those folks saw the fortified cities and the giants and forgot all about God. Let's move on. Verse 9. We'll, we'll talk about it. Verse 9. This is Joshua and Caleb giving the minority report to Moses and to the people of Israel after those folks had just heard the majority report that was closed with fear. Listen to verse 9. Joshua and Caleb said, only we not in other words, if God promised us that land, who are you to focus on the giant and the fortified city? Remember who gave you the promise. He said it's an exceeding great land. Continuing in verse 9. Neither fear you the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Let me tell you something, y'all. You eat bread. Bread, Bread's not given to you to wipe you out. Bread is given to nourish you. Bread is given to make you strong, rich, powerful. Bread helps us to grow. And and and, and Joshua and Caleb said, "Don't fear those folks. They are bread for us. We got this because we are not on this mission by." got this, and then they said, listen, I'm continuing in verse 9. Their defense is departed from them. Listen to this. Four cities, giants in the line, two people looking at them and looking at the promise of God and said, if God before is more than the whole world against us, they don't have a defense against us. Our God is a Somebody ought to say hallelujah. The Lord is with us. So fear them not. We're we're, we're getting to our last one. Caleb and Joshua was insisting that if God would delight in them, he would bring them into the land of promise. But the only way God can right in them, is they have to believe God. Did y'all catch that? You've got to believe God. You've got to trust God. You, you've got to allow the word of God to be bigger in your sight, to be bigger in your heart, to be bigger in the face of your adversity than the enemy that is standing before you. They said the enemy would be bred they had faith in God. So let's get ready to close. Up. I, I'm going to repeat the three I points. I have it. I got my phone. And then we can get ready to close. Up. Somebody needs to, to put good your, good phone, good. On you. put that's your phone on Please put your phone on We're hearing your conversation. Let's, let's repeat the three points. They included okay. God in their interpretation of the facts. I don't to let everybody else define the facts for you, or you can remember that if God before you is more than the whole world against you, there is nothing that you cannot accomplish when you let God be God in your life. That's point number one. Point number two, God. For our own growth, so that we can learn that we will be victorious if we let God come. Did y'all catch that? Wilderness is important. It's necessary. It's in the wilderness where we get the perspective that we're not bound. It's in the wilderness that we get the perspective that no matter what the opposition. opposition. It's in the wilderness that we get victory with God's help. So remember what? Number one, let God help you interpret your facts and not the opposition. Number two, with God's help, there's nothing the enemy can do because you got the victory. And the last point, we'll close out Wilderness gives us perspective because it's where we learn to believe and trust God. Let me tell you, as I get ready to close, many. don't know what you're made of. You don't know what your faith is until that situation becomes so big that you have to recognize that you cannot do it on your own. If you don't turn to God, it's going to wipe you. You've got to believe in God. You've got to trust about what makes sense. It's about letting God be God. So what are all three points? God determines the manner in which we interpret the facts, not the adversity. Number two, he permits the wilderness experience for your good and mine so that we can learn. God bless you and have them smile on you. I, I know this morning that as we've been sharing, I know because we all have been through it. We've been in the wilderness, y'all. This is nothing common. It is not an experience. There's probably no one alive, but there is only a few that have witnessed anything like what we're going through. But our God. I want you to bow your head for me as we pray. First, I want to offer an invitation to any man, woman, boy, or girl who has never confessed Christ as Lord your life. And then we're going to pray. If you're listening in, watching in today, and if death were to suddenly come upon you, not sure if you would spend eternity with God, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Or maybe you confess Christ, but you are very much aware that you have not been faithful in your walk with Jesus Christ, and it's time for you to recommit your life to Him. It's time for everyone else pray along with me please. father in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and your son God we confess to you this morning that we come before you acknowledge God, there definitely is a heaven and a hell. And you promised us through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, that everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the word says to us in Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mind, the Lord Jesus, and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, that thou shalt be. God this morning. We confess to you that we are sinners. We confess to you this morning, God, that we have spent too much time living by the majority report, and not enough time understanding and committing to the minority report. But the minority report gives us God, for living and believing that we could get you right without having you as the source of our every good and perfect gift. And God, I ask you to draw in right now those who are lost, whether they have ever confessed to you or whether they've been walking on both sides of the line, trying to be a believer but also with another foot in the world. God, bring them in. To have salvation, and God. This morning, while we're praying, we're praying for those who are sick. We're praying for those who are in, who are living in fear. We're praying for those God who are on the front line. All of the doctors and the nurses, and those who are working uh, as the, 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 the ones who are sterilizing the places that we have to go, cleaning up after other people those who are working in the markets and and in the stores that are considered essential places, the gasoline station. We're praying for those, God, who have to leave their homes to resupply their home from time to time, you would cover every one of them with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. God, this morning as I pray, I pray that you would cause every one of us to have are not treating this experience with careless disregard. I'm praying for the, na- the leaders of our nation, and the leaders of our state. I'm praying, God, that you will give them Holy Ghost leadership, that, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, God, that they will forget about politics and become concerned about the people. God, God, we ask you now to take complete control over this power. Send it to the pit of hell, never to raise up the head again. And God, for those who are, who are supposed to be leaders, God, we ask you to take authority over them so that their concern will be more about your people than about For the young and the older folk of God who are tuned into this teaching today, because God, more than anything else, this is not a natural experience. Desire to change our perspective of how we view what we're living. With. We need you, God. And so we ask you now, as we prepare to close this our give us a perspective that changes the way we live, even though we been in the midst of the wilderness. God, I know you can do it, and we thank you for it. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. We are a God is you. you are the God who has all the problems that are uh, so wide that nobody can get over. You, you, you are uh, our God and so high that no one can get over you. you. You you are God our God that when our feelings and our experiences have us going so low, we can't get beneath you. You are that kind of God that can keep everything up up. And so God does In the midst of the wilderness right now in